Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Delsing. I got John Perlis sitting right here. John, good morning. What's going on? Just another great weekend to talk golf and to watch golf. Yeah, for sure. Hey, um, we formatted this show like a round of golf. The opening segment is the On the Range segment. It's brought to you by my friends at Pro-Am Golf. Folks, if you need anything, you need to get fitted, you need some new Puma gear, you need anything from golf. Call the DeGrands up at, at uh, Pro-Am Golf. Check them out online. They'll they'll take care of you. Our social media outlets are, you can find us at Twitter at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. And LinkedIn is just Jay Delsing. Instagram is growing, and we don't tell you what it is. And uh, John's in charge of uh, that. We also want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue, Donahue Painting and Refinishing. They do phenomenal work. Folks, any work around your house. They have safe, uh, professional painters and uh, handy people that will come in there and and hook you up. 314-805-2132. All right. Got an interview with St. Louisan Tom O'Toole, who is the past president this guy, another one of these people where I go, you know, prep for the interview and go, nobody sleeps. Yeah. Nobody rests. He's yeah, he so really, accomplished. Yeah, yeah. He was really had a long history yep. with a lot of things, but particularly USGA, which I'm hoping we get to touch on because yeah, no, I know you're what, a huge fan of what you got to play in. Yes. I got to play in a couple and it's special events and I think we should encourage the junior golfers of the world, no of the doubt. area, to no, bear down and try to get in a couple of those events. No, no doubt at all. So uh, we got the Tom O'Toole interview. So let's one thing before we jump into that. I want to talk. You and I talk about how, how do we help people with their games and how do we? I don't know if anybody watched the LPGA much uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was it was on opposite the PGA Championship, which tough. really really yeah. tough, right? But Lydia Ko had this is a former long standing. World Superstar. number one. Yep, great player. Great, and a great human being, yes. by the way. She is a great person. She's got a five-stroke lead with six holes to go over Danielle King. All right? And things start happening, and it gets a little dicey, and she's up by one going to 18's par five. And uh, these these girls just, uh, uh, Lydia Co hit a great drive, and Kang not so good, and then Kang winds up in a bunker with her second going for the green and two. And a- anyway, wh- long story short, Lydia Ko just tossed away four shots around the green, made double bogey, lost the tournament, didn't get, didn't, didn't get in the playoff. And what happens when you lose your focus, when you start, you know, she could play that hole, John, yeah. a hundred times and not make another double bogey. She could probably play the hole. This is crazy. I'm going to say it anyway. She could probably play the hole in the dark. And not make it oh, absolutely. Bogey. But what happens when your brain, you guys, gets in the way of what you're trying to do and you start looking for that steering wheel or that security blanket, it gone. She gone. <laughs> anyway, it was tough. You ever been there? Tough to, ever been there? Oh, please. Oh, please. Me too. I can remember this college tournament my senior year. I should have won somewhere down in 
you know, like Pomona, one of those parts of California they never uh, advertise too much. Right. And it's a par five. I'm coming down with a one-stroke lead, and I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do, and I get around the greens, and I just, you know, uh, piss away a couple of shots here, and I uh, get in a playoff and lose in a playoff. That, that tournament's mine. If I play that hole today, I still I did knock it on the green in two, 75% of the time. What do I do? I lay it up. I hit a eh, okay iron shot. I three putt from you know forty feet and <laughs> off it goes. Yeah. So I do. It's Thanks tough. for bringing that yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. No problem at all. No. But um, anybody that's competed yep. knows that feeling. Yep. And if and you can call it choke, you can call it whatever it is. But when you're in the battle, you're in the arena. It's going to happen. Yep, yep. Yep. All right. So let's talk about USGA events. Yeah. So my favorite, not my favorite, but my introduction was a U.S. Junior. Where. I was in Wilmington, Delaware. So how, this is how we rolled back in North County and the Delsing household. I was in Delaware by myself at 16, staying at, with some family in sure. like their attic. Sure, And we were playing DuPont Country Club. And I'm like, I get there and I'm like, I will hit exactly no fairways this week because they're all about 12 feet wide. Big, tall pine trees. Well, somehow, the ignorance is bliss- Kicks in. I have. Kicks in. And, and the um, not being smart enough to be afraid, I whack it around there, qualify for match play, and I'm cruising through this match play. Bro, I am making every single putt. I made a couple of putts from here to the arch and back. They were <laughs> so long. And, and, and I remember playing a guy that went to, you, you may not remember Dennis DeYoung, but he played at Arizona State. Yeah, I we do remember there. the name. Yeah. And, and I'm playing yes, him. Yes, I do. I'm playing him in like the second or third round. And we get up on the first playoff hole. Okay, I birdie 18 to get into a playoff with him, and I, and I duck hook this drive. I mean, I'm over, I don't even know where. I'm flipping something over it. Long story short, I got a downhill 25-footer for par, and he's got uh, about a 7-footer for par straight uphill. I hoop mine, he leaves his short, and he looks at me like, I don't know how you did that. I lost in the semifinals to the eventual winner. Don Herter beat Willie Wood. And, I, and, and and that was the tournament, bro, that got me on the map in terms of colleges. I needed a finish in a huge – that was the biggest event for juniors. See, I didn't know that until right now, all the years that we've been friends. I go and play the U.S. Junior at Scarlet Course in Ohio. Great track. I lose. I make it through uh, the 36 holes. I lose to Corey Pavin. Who? Corey Pavin <laughs> on the Our UCLA teammate. 20th hole, he makes a 25-footer that breaks at least eight feet. And, but that was my kind of coming out party. Nobody cared or knew or should have known who I was, but that was a big deal. We had all the coaches, that kind of stuff. Yep. And so, I mean, I, I kind of did myself proud there. I remember yeah. on the 19th hole, he's got about a three-and-a-half-footer. He's got to tap in to move to the next hole. He hits a little 360 racetrack job that kind of hangs on the edge and then falls in. I'm thinking, oh, man, I thought I could sneak past that. And then the next hole, I told a buddy caddying for me when he's got this 25-footer that breaks eight feet. I said, he's going to make these. There's no chance in the world and just buries it. It was no. a one-iron, one-iron, par four. We both hit one-iron, one-iron. We both knocked it on. I'm about 20 feet, and I'm like, I know I'm going to have to make this putt. Mine was kind of straight in and straight up here. He's got a side hill. He buries it. I did not make my 20-footer. I figured that happened. But... Uh, it was the beauty for me was it was a national event, my right. first. Yep. Set up like I imagined a PGA tour would be. 
fast fairways, rock hard, gorgeous, perfectly manicured tees, greens, absolutely spectacular. And I loved fast, firm greens, and these were fast, firm greens. What a great experience. That's why in the little clubs I've been around since then, every time I see and I see the little juniors not going out for the USGA uh, events to try to qualify, I think it's a huge mistake. It's a it's an event of a lifetime. Now, I also made US Amateur, but as did you, and yep. then you got to play US Opens, and I know USGA right. events meant, meant a lot to you in your career. Yeah, I've actually played a senior open as well. So I, Bingo, you know, yeah, So cool. it's really cool. I had a chance to... Um, I don't know. You remember when we were staying with uh, Liebers up in, uh, and we were playing at Olympic Club? Did you play in that, that amateur up no, there? No, I did not. I was uh, four up with four to play in the third round. I'm, I'm, I, I, I win this and win one more match, and I'm going to the Augusta. Except I forgot to win the four up with four to play. <laughs> David to? Lee birdied three of the last four holes, and then he beat me in the 23rd hole on extra holes. I remember walking That doesn't in, seem even right or fair. Wa- it wasn't. It wasn't, no. <laughs> I could still cry about it. I'm over it. No, I'm not. Hey, I walked into the Lieber's garage and took my UCLA bag over my head. I know you find this really hard to believe. And threw it against the wall. And Mrs. Lieber comes out. She goes, you okay? I go, not really. I need a moment. You know, just so leave, what, leave me so, in the garage. So as long as we're on the subject, I mean, shouldn't he tell the, the last four holes as quickly as he can? Yeah, let's hear it. I okay. So. Do, you, do you happen to remember them? Oh. <laughs> that was a look of, yes, I oh, remember them. That great, huh? I had, so this is where the whole thing went south. I got about a six-foot putt to close it out on 15 for par, and I miss it. Mm. And he goes, Birdie, so Birdie in 16, it was a 580-yard par 5 at the time. And he birdies. Mm. Are you hearing? Dun, 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 I'm thinking, dun, dun, I just got to make a, make, a, make a par somewhere. 17. 17. I, I, I don't know what you're doing here, but it's irritating me. <laughs> anyway, then he goes and birdies 17. I'm thinking, dear God, am I going to, you know, you're, you're just freaking out. So 18 is that short So he birdies 17? Yeah. No, that that's that definitely that never happened. It's 500 yards uphill, part four. Oh, so I'm thinking, oh man, thank God there's not a lake. This dude's gonna walk across the water on 18. <laughs> so I hit my little shot in the fairway, which is a big deal. He hits it in the rough. I put my ball, the pins right, the so flight one, one up, one up, one up, one up. No kid, I'm thinking, just tie me somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, the, the flag six in the front edge of the green, I put it on the front edge. So I've got like a, Meet, he does remember this 15 footer. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember much of it. The wind was blowing in my face. No, just kidding. Anyway. And he whacks this thing out of the, out of the rough and gets it on the back edge of the green. He's got a 40 footer down the hill and hoops it. Oh. I put a putter in my hand and it might have well been a chainsaw. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't, I didn't even, I don't even know what happened. I'm oh thinking, oh my gosh. Oh, I was just out of my head, out of my head. And then I made a bunch of pars. Just like, to I, imagine how your life could have changed if you won that match. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that he over? Is this, you up today, is, this, man. is this segment over yet? It's got to be about over. You know what? That's going to do it for the On the Range segment. Come back. We've got Tom O'Toole Jr. interview. Golf with Jay Delsing. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message to data rate and apply. Always be prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra, like your single Missouri. 
Are you tired of forking out the big money, all those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. Have you met your local farmer's insurance agent, Ed Fogelbach? He proudly serves families and businesses in the St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and the entire metropolitan area, and is ready to review your existing policies to provide a no-obligation quote today. Call Ed Fogelbach at the Fogelbach Agency, 314-398-0101, or stop in today and get smarter about your insurance. Again, that's the Fogelbach Agency at 314-398-0101. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America, based in St. Louis, Missouri. I want to thank the tremendous teamwork of Marcone Purchasing Manager Nicole Earle and GE District Manager Karen Lindquist, who ensure that Marcone Appliance Parts has your GE parts for your home. Thank you so much. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing. Their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance, and other hard-to-figure-out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust when you need him the most. You can also reach him at GrantMillerSmith.com. Grab your clubs. We're heading to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me, and we are going to the front nine, which is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. Folks, we got canceled this year, but we're still getting a minimum of four years of great folks at Ascension just put another year on the back end of their contract. So 
2021 is going to be the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic in Norwood Hills. So it'll, it'll be, be worth the wait. It'll about be it. worth the wait. Absolutely. Also want to thank the folks at Woodmore Country Club. Been a great supporter of the show in our second year here. Bill Brungart is the membership director. You can reach him at 636-926-9622. 90 holes of golf at Whitmore. You have uh, access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville. Also the 36 holes that are at the Whitmore facility. The golf fees Cart golf cart feeds, sorry, are included in the membership. There are no food or beverage minimums. There's no assessments. None of that stuff out at Whitmore. Uh, so you're not into golf. There's three tennis car- courts, a large pool complex, a 24-hour fitness center, um, and they've got a phenomenal social uh, calendar, holiday parties, picnics, date nights, live music, and much, much more for the kids. Junior golf, junior tennis. Man, the, the, Whitmore is just, they're, they're having a great year out there. Their holiday parties are legendary. Go into the golf shop. Say hi to our buddy Bummer. He and I are going to have another exhibition this fall. And um, do yourself and your family a, f- a favor and get out and check out Whitmore Country Club. 636-926-9622. All right, Pearlie, we're going to the Tom O'Toole interview. Past president of the USGA. Oh, by the way, started the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association here. Uh, an attorney, a dad, uh, a grower of the game. Just, uh, just. I mean, add add what you want to to this list. This guy does it all. Well, here it comes. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! In your life, have you seen anything like that? Tom O'Toole Jr. is brought to you by Golden Tee. Oh my gosh, Tommy. I sit here and I, I, I've had so many cool guests uh, that I've had the privilege of interviewing. And I sit here and do my prep work for you and I just think, gosh, man, here's a, a St. Louis U High grad, a St. Louis University graduate, a St. Louis University Law School graduate uh, who has basically dedicated your life to golf in St. Louis and your family, and uh, man, I, I just can't wait to tell the folks about some of your accomplishments. Um, 63rd president of the USGA, Tommy, uh, St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. I mean, you've, you've captained a world amateur team. You've caddied for Jimmy Holcreef in the Masters and in um, uh, the inaugural uh, Mid-Am. I mean, Tom, it's from one end of the spectrum to the other. Do you ever look at that and just go, Wow. Well, yeah, it's uh, when you think about the whole journey, it uh, it certainly gives you pause to say what what prompted you on that journey, and uh, but certainly humility comes to mind. That uh, been very fortunate and blessed to meet a lot of great people like yourself and people around this game. Uh, it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a great run. I've been. So fortunate and lucky to get to do all of it. Um, you know, if you have a chance to, you know, we, I'm a little older than you. We did, played a little junior golf from a distance together. Uh, I obviously never played anywhere close to the level that I would have liked or certainly didn't even sniff your skills and capability. But I wanted to be around the game because, in and I had a chance you know, probably because of some redirection 
to be involved in a game that I started a love affair with as a young kid, and then to be involved in governing that game and at the level I was, it was just a great fortune I had, Jay, no question about it. Oh my gosh, Tommy, I left so many other things off. You founded the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in 92. You're a founding member of Micas O'Toole, one of our top law firms in St. Louis. You've been part of the Masters in so many different ways. You're one of the preeminent rules uh, officials in, in, the, in the game. But let's go back, man. I can remember watching you caddy for Jim Holcreve down at Forest Park. It was one of the first tournament, real live tournament uh, golf things I ever experienced as a kid and I remember watching you guys and I was just in awe of what was going on I think you guys were qualifying for um, um, oh gosh the pub links I think at, at uh, Forest Park yeah you know I did have a chance to meet Jim and he you know 10 or 11 years older than me but met at Westboro Country Club thanks to Johnny Moore, and uh, who had done some caddying for Jim. John had elevated his game to the point where he was going to be more competitive. And so uh, I had been doing a lot of caddying for Mickey Wellington, who you know well, Jay, who was another Westboro member. And I knew Jim, but didn't really know him well, but connected with him. And, you know, it really was another one of those circumstances of being in the right place at the right time. I happened to get on the bag with Jimmy when he really overcame some obstacles, I think probably most of them, like you know, Jay, in this game, mental. I mean, he certainly always had the skills, but he overcame some mental obstacles. And so not not by anything I did, but I happened to be there when he started this rise in amateur golf. He won his first district in 1977, and that was a title that he had coveted and played against Jay Haas and Bobby and Jimmy Mason and could never quite get over that hump. And I happened to be there at that time and then and then rode that out, you know, through most of his competitive amateur career as I was trying to get out of St. Louis University, worked for my dad for a short time, and then on to law school. I still did a lot of caddying for Jim and, uh, you know, to the U.S. Open in 78 and, and then his rise to the Walker Cup team and, uh, and, and you know, several USJ championships and then, you know, we won at Bell Reeve in 81, and then they left to the candy ban in 83. I was out in Washington working for a legislative uh, staff that Congressman Dick Gephardt oversaw and got me the job. And I got the call from Jim on that Saturday when Hort Harden, another St. Louis, and lifted the caddy ban at Augusta and got to go there. So, you know, that's not about Tom O'Toole, really. That's about, you know, I struck a friendship with a guy. We had good synergy. Uh, um, we got along well. I, I guess I, I put up and shut up and did the right things to caddy and, and then really just enjoyed this ride. So I, there's no question that that is clearly a um, seminal set of circumstances that catapulted me into the game. And his relationship with people in the game, particularly the USGA and Tom Meeks, um, because of his international um team competition and, and success in USJ championships, um, I uh, I got that chance. You know, it's funny, Jay, I was moving some things into storage from our law firm the other day. I saw a letter that I wrote Jim Hand, who was the then president of the USGA, in response to a letter he had written me about maybe 
being interested in working in the legal department at the USGA. So, not, again, all of that connected through the Holtgree friendship and relationship and arrangement. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, – people ask me all the time, how did you get involved in the game? There's no question about it. It was Jim that um, – that relationship is what catapulted and spearheaded me uh, – and what I'm sorry to say is a lifetime involvement, and I only say sorry because I wish I was a little younger and uh, I still had some of that journey to experience. I'm visiting with Tom O'Toole, the 63rd president of the USGA. Um, Tom, the, the, that, that was just um, kind of an offspring of someone that just loved this game. I mean, and we share that 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 common thread and we both are trying to grow the game let's talk a little bit about i don't think folks understand how uh what an expert and 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 how difficult the rules of golf are if anybody's played man understanding them is is crazy but talk a little bit about how you've been with the masters you've you've officiated over 100 and oh gosh 170 usga championships i mean those numbers are staggering well, you know, I, I think part of the reason Jim Jim got me on a USJ committee um, right after law school. I had actually run, I don't know if, even if you remember this, Jay, but I ran for political office. I went to law school because I wanted to be in politics. My family had political backgrounds. I worked under that um, umbrella, Dick Gebhardt in, in Washington. I, I had a political aspirations. I ran for state rep in August of 86, I graduated from law school in December of 85, took the bar exam in February of 86, passed it, went to work in the Beekner McCarthy law firm in those days, and then ran for state rep, um, believe it or not, as a Democrat. That was where my family's background was. And I won the primary um, election, but I lost in the general in November in a close race uh, in what was an area that was you know, predominantly a Republican area in St. Louis County. And right about that time, Jim Holtgreve said, do you, would you like to be on a USJ committee? Well, I don't know what that means. And, well, you got to work tournaments here, and we're going to try to do something to better golf in St. Louis. And you've always had kind of this affinity for the rules, whether that was my legal background or not, um, or, again, something that my playing skills didn't uh, – didn't allow me to pursue that avenue, so I got interested in others. So I went on a USJ committee, and then, you know, I was right fresh from taking, I took the, the Missouri bar in February of 86 and then took the Illinois bar in July of 86. So I'd just come through two states' bar exams, and so I was pretty academically inclined at the time. So I studied for the rules of golf exam and went to a seminar that Tom Meeks taught, and I scored high in the exam, and then that, you know, unbeknownst to me, that catapulted me into a, um, you know, to be considered to officiate at national championships. And and so that kind of started, besides trying to do what we had a had a vision for in St. Louis to kind of reorganize amateur golf, uh, I got on this run of, of, of working national championships and getting more engaged in the rules. And, um, you know, that became a, a big passion of mine. And I think it you know, I guess it presumably helped our tournament administration because I then did acquire a, a, a substantial rules knowledge, and um, and so that that helped in our administration events. And so, yeah, I, I uh, you know, lucky again. You know, 15 Masters and 30 U.S. Opens, and um, you know, British Opens and PGAs and Players Championships and Tour Championships and um, you know. Uh, 
President's Cups, Ryder Cups. I mean, I got to do it all. So I'm very, very fortunate. It was a, it was a great run. Probably the most often asked question since I retired from the USGA board, why didn't you stay involved in the officiating? And I said, you know, um, number one, we had a lot of young, young people that wanted to stay up. Certainly I had the, um, I had the, I was grandfathered in under USGA policy that I could continue to officiate at the US Open, and I had the rules exam score to do so. But, you know, I thought, God, I, just, I was blessed with all of it. I had such a great run. There were so many people that wanted to, you know, when I started, I was the youngest, you know, they said youngest ever to officiate at the U.S. Open. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of people my age doing it. Well, as time went on, more people got involved and, and people wanted to come up and do it. And, you know, so why would I occupy the chance from somebody else? So let them do it. And, again, I was lucky to get to do all of it. And, uh, you know, I never started off by saying this is what my objective is. But um, just um, – Tried to tried to acquire some knowledge, and then uh, you know I was fortunate. The USGA was uh, gracious enough to let me uh, go and experience those things. Yeah, Tommy, that's fantastic. Are, is there any specific rule situation that you can remember that's either really interesting or was kind of perplexing because the rules are not easy to understand and the situation can vary so much. Yeah, you know. You know, as I evolved my USJ career and did a lot of public speaking as a result of that, the two questions I would often be asked is, you know, what's your favorite course? Um, and uh, and then tell us, you know, if you've officiated all these events, tell us your your most difficult ruling. Or you will. And, and shockingly enough, I don't know if this was my um, feeble mind as I got older, you know, I didn't memorialize all those things. And, you know, I had rulings with, you know, virtually every prominent player that's played in the last four or five decades. And uh, because, you know, they, they stretched over different decades and, you know, I had rulings with Nicholas and Palmer and Tiger and, and Rory and Spieth and the like. So, you know, I don't know. I, 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 the one that people remind me of is I denied Tiger relief at the masters one year playing the 17th hole um, snap hooked his drive over into the seventh fairway, and he had the leaderboard that's situated between um, uh, that's situated behind the seventh green, somewhat between him and the hole by his representation. And, and in those days, the rules were that if the temporary obstruction was on a direct line between you and the hole, you got relief. But if you were going, Tiger's argument was, "Well, I got to hit a cut here." And so I got to, So the rules didn't permit for that relief, and uh, uh, you know he was obviously a prominent player at the time, and I knew Tiger since he was 14. Um, so that was one that there was a, uh, you know, he was never disrespectful, but I got the look that you've seen him give um, uh, on that ruling. But you know I don't, um, you know I I uh, I have I had. Um, a lot of interesting rulings and things that, but I it never really memorialized that. The other thing that Julie tells me, um, Jay, and, and you know who Julie is, but for your listeners' benefit, my wife, is that I really never, I didn't do a very good job of memorializing this run. I, I didn't take pictures. I didn't keep memorabilia. I mean, I have some stuff. I'm looking around my office right now. I sit, I got a picture of Nicholas and I and, uh, in, an, in, a, in a senior open, probably 1991, 
And then I got the Walker Cup where Holt Grebe was the captain uh, in National Golf Links where I'm speaking next to George Bush. So, I mean, I have some things, but I, I didn't make a conscious effort. And I think I didn't do that in the rules vein either of of, of kind of categorizing or remembering all these rulings I had. But, um, you know, if you never uh, – I'm sure I made um, – uh, some poor calls in the rules arena. I, I I don't remember any glaring ones at the national level, so I guess I, I escaped unscathed there. Yeah, that's great. This is Jay Delsing and Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm visiting with Tom O'Toole, St. Louis Sports Hall of Famer, 63rd president of the USGA. And Tom, you mentioned early in the uh, interview about the strange times. Let's talk and tell the folks a little bit about the challenges that the U.S. Open and the USGA is facing this year? I mean, no qualifying. Lay that out for people so they get a good understanding how, how difficult this has been. Yeah, you know, uh, I think of the things that have happened since I left the helm. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're just saying, wow, I'm lucky I'm not in charge, or I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in charge. I mean, these are really difficult times, and they're difficult decisions. And what you don't want to do is Monday morning quarterback too much when you're sitting in the cheap seats to say, why would they possibly not do something like qualifying, for example? You know, this has been that way for 120 years. That, I think, gives you uh, an indication of where we are with this, Jay, and what has happened in our world, in our country, uh, in the arena of sport. Uh, but, you know, you you, the USGA or the PGA Tour or NBA or um, Rob Manford, um, I, I know Rob well. I spent time with him in Florida. I, I, I think daily what he's going through of trying to make decisions on the fly and be nimble of how this thing changes. And so the USGA has done that. And so I certainly um, am I sorely – uh, disappointed that we don't have you qualifying for the U.S. Open, since that is what the tagline is, open. Uh, yeah, I am, but, you know, that's that kind of uh, an indicator, again, of where we are. But um, the good news is we're going to have the national championship in 2020, we hope. Uh, it's not going to be a World War II blank like uh, those Opens that we missed in the 40s. And while that's what's happening to the RNA and um, – uh, and and others, um, Wimbledon. Um, you know, we're, we 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 hope to have the championship in September as scheduled. What will be difficult to um, observe how it evolves over the next couple months is what does that really look like? Other than, as I was watching last night, as I was working my office at home, I had Golf Channel on. It was Hale's victory there in in 1974, the famous massacre at Wingfoot. Uh, you know, we're going to have a U.S. Open at Wingfoot, which is a wonderful site, and don't think it's quite going to look like the last one we had there in 06 when Ogilvy won and Phil imploded on the 72nd hole. Um, so, uh, but I, we're going to crown a champion, and I think that's important, and uh, I hope we can get some gallery there. I hope we can certainly get people at the Wingfoot Golf Club. They've gone to great lengths and through a lot of aggravation and consternation, Colin Burns, who's the general manager there, longtime general manager, is a very dear friend of mine and Julie's. And um, Brian Marcel, the president, I negotiated the deal for this year's U.S. Open with him back in 2000 and probably 13. 
So I hope those people get to enjoy and revel in what they've made this contribution and the imposition that they've gone through. Um, so, but it's still on the uh, on the seventeenth of June. We just don't quite know what that's going to look like. And it's, uh, but we got our fingers crossed. It's so difficult, isn't it, Tom? Because if you think about any tournament as a kid that either of us wanted to win, it was the U.S. Open. It was we wanted to be our country's national champion. And um, the planning and the size of these events now have just gotten so big. And then you throw a pandemic in the middle of it, and it's just it's just staggering trying to figure it all out. It's it's insurmountable, really, and that's why you have to be nimble. And uh, I've had several conversations with Mike Davis and John Bodenhammer, who oversees our championship department, uh, and watched how this thing's evolved. And you know, for a while, I don't know that this ever made it to the media, but it looked like the RNA was going to take the September date, and it looks it looked like that we were going to play the U.S. Open or try to play it in your old town of L.A. Uh, in December, um, it didn't work out that way because the RNA begged out, and Fox, our broadcast partner, I think preferred to be be using airtime in September, early in the NFL season, as opposed to the critical end of it. So uh, when the RNA didn't play, then I think the USJ said we'll take the September date, which is better for Wingfoot because that means they get to host and not have to wait for an. Um, you know, several other years before they get to host this one again, because next year it's at Torrey Pines, and assume we're back to some normalcy, you know, the USJ would continue on to where they already contracted in 21 and 22 and 23. So uh, anyway, that's uh, hard to believe, and who would have ever thought it? Um, but again, I, I do, um, I do um, hit my knees at night and say, well, I'm lucky to have gotten to do all of this, Jay, but I'm I'd prefer that I wasn't at the helm now um, as opposed to when I was. Okay, that's going to wrap up the first half of the Tom O'Toole Jr. interview. So don't go anywhere. We'll give you the remainder of that interview on the back nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, hit TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. Keep the rules at TeamUltra.com. Message data is applied. Always prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. AD Michelob Ultra like this in Lewis, Missouri. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314-781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment, and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProMGolfUSA.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. 
If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. Okay, so you and your family are looking to join a country club. Well, I need to recommend to you Whitmore Country Club. They've got 90 holes of golf in the membership out there. You have access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, the Golf Club of Wentzville, and all the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food or beverage minimums and no assessments. My friend Bummer in the golf shop is a phenomenal guy. You've got to go out and check him out. He and the staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events, available all year round. There's a kids club in the main clubhouse, and they have a huge fitness center. There's three tennis courts if you're not into golf, a gigantic pool for you and your family to use. Year-round social calendar is spectacular. There's holiday parties, picnics, date nights, always have live music, and much, much more. If you're looking for a family-friendly Safe place to hang out. You got to check out Whitmore Country Club. Call them at 636 926 9622. We're halfway there. It's time for the back nine on golf with Jay Delsing. The back nine is brought to you by Vogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and we are on the back nine. John Perlis is with me, and uh, we are headed right back to the Tom O'Toole Jr. interview. Ardo Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. There it is. A win for the ages. Oh, Jack. That was a great putt. Jack finishing off, and what a day it's been for him. A round of 65. Tom O'Toole Jr. is brought to you by Golden Tee. Tom, you were captain of the World Amateur Team, so you got to see some of these great young players, uh, you know, way before some other folks might have. So let's talk a little bit about them and then the ball and some of the technology stuff that you're, uh, that's near and dear to your heart. Yeah, you know, uh, as you know, Jay, I chaired our championship committee for four years, but that's usually a um, most at most a two-year stint in the USGA board but you know I guess because of my championship administration and rules background I was always on the rules of golf committee and I was always on our joint rules committee which was the small committee that interacted with the RNA but I chaired championship and one of those responsibilities that falls under championships international team selection so um, from the, the, the Walker Cup teams that Bob Lewis uh, or the Buddy Marucci captain, Bob Lewis, too, from about that point far, from about 2007 until 2017, um, I was involved in our international team selection. So I saw the likes of the of all of your listeners' favorites, whether it's uh, um, Spieth or Thomas or Uline or English or... Um, uh, Fowler and uh, all the all the young talent that came up through the Walker Cup ranks, uh, and then one of the things that, um, as you know, Jay, but for your listeners' benefit, the Walker Cup captaincy is selected from past Walker Cuppers, 
and generally speaking, those who've remained amateur. Now, Jim um, Holtgrieve had the fortune of having an amateur, having a professional career after his amateur career, and um, and then got his amateur status restored, and he was able to enjoy that captaincy. Where most, you know, if you take a guy like Davis Love, who played on the the uh, Walker Cup team, of course, the conventional wisdom he was not going to be a Walker Cup captain because he turned professional. Yeah, that could change, but that was always the kind of the unwritten. The World Amateur Team captaincy is different. That's generally given to um, as a as a perk or an accolade to past presidents of the USGA. So that's why I got to captain the World Amateur Team in Ireland in 2018. And so, yeah, I was involved in the selection of that team, which had uh, which was almost Sunday's win- winner. Colin Morikawa and Justin Saw, the All-American and former number one player in the world from USC, and then the Texas standout and current, uh, or was at one time number one player in the world, Cole Hammer. So I had three kids that, um, I say kids, but I mean, literally, you'd, any one of those three, you'd want to be your son. Uh, and I, I was involved in selections of a lot of kids over the years, and some of them were knuckleheads. And some were princes and the Scott Langley's. I mean, you think about, um, you know, the disposition and the, just the the good heart that a guy like that has. So, you know, Jordan Spieth and things that he's done for my son, Zach, and others. I mean, you know, there's a, there's a ton of great kids that came along. But I would say that of all them that came along, I, the three I ended up captaining, I had three princes and um, – you know, this Morikawa is a special kid, um, and I was my son PJ and I, who's uh, very close with Colin because he spent two weeks in Ireland with him. Uh, you know, was sorely disappointed when he didn't prevail on Sunday. But as I sent him a text that night and said, you know, keep your head up, great tournament, um, you got bigger things ahead, uh, and uh, it's just another one of those good fortunes of. Uh, that uh, you know, I had the chance to meet some of these kids along the way, and uh, and they've enriched not only my life but my family's life. I mean, Jordan Spieth, uh, you know, uh, he would again be uh, at the top of anybody's list in the O'Toole's house, that's for sure. Yeah, but these the, the the term respectful just comes to mind when I think of those guys you mentioned, Tom. They just do such a great job at a really early age. Hey, Tom, what are your thoughts about the golf ball? And, and, and uh, you know, this ball that we're playing is its so controversial. No one, it, it's, as we reminisced about the past, we'd have never dreamed that if we could have fast-forwarded that we'd have a golf ball that can do what it can do today, would we? No. Um, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I lived through the whole anchoring thing, Jay, as you know, and was in the middle of that. Um, you could argue that, Maybe the ball should have been undertaken instead of that. I certainly publicly was, uh, you know, we saw anchoring being taught at the youth level. Kids with an AJGA were sticking that thing in their bellies and in their sternums and, and pivoting around it and saying, you know, this is taking nerves out of game and how many putts have you hit in your life that you were nervous. Um, you know, that's part of the game. Uh, obviously, Colin Morikawa missed two putts on Sunday. Um, that I think he, you know, he's a wonderful putter. He normally makes those putts, um, but nerves enters into it. So um, I watched that and so uh, saw the merit that um, 
you know, should we attack this or take this on? We knew it was going to be a fight with Fincham and Ted Bishop, who was the head of the PGA of America at the time, the president. Um, but, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, so we can always quarterback better on Monday. Um, you, you, you could have said that maybe we should have gotten our arms around that. But, you know, Jay, I'm no, as you know, I was bad at math and science. That's why I went to law school. Um, and so I'm no scientist. But, you know, this isn't all about the ball. Um, we've let this club, this driver, get to a point where with the COR and the spring-like effect and, and some of those um, parameters that we put on that or permitted to be put on that is part of the culprit. Um, but now you got a ball that, you know, you know, when I was on the board, we were monitoring the distance, and it wasn't changing. We had a joint stipulation with the RNA and said, you know, if it materially changes, we're going to jump in and react. There was a joint statement of principles of, of equipment standards that the two governing bodies had. And you could see it was stagnant for a time, but it has exploded since. Uh, some of it's technology with the club. Certainly a lot these ball manufacturers, they, I mean, they've got talented people to work for them. And then there's this whole component of the athletic capability of the player today versus when you started. Not that you weren't. You were. You know, look, you know there's a lot of guys that are on tour that are not athletic. You can rattle them off. Um, I could rattle them off. Names will remain nameless. Some prominent players that you think are athletic, not you, the public thinks are athletic, that aren't really athletic. Uh, you, on the other hand, were very athletic, accomplished basketball player, um, played all sports growing up. Your dad wouldn't let you just play golf. You know, he had you in baseball and basketball, soccer, the whole the whole gambit. Uh, you excelled athletically. So you took those athletic skills to the golf course. Um, I think we see that now more than we saw it in your and my era. And then we see this whole strength thing. This thing that DeChambeau's doing, uh, I, I, where does it stop, Jay? Uh, he, I mean, I, if I heard these numbers right, you correct me because this is your, this is your bailiwick. But um, ball speeds of 200, um, club head speeds of I don't know. 150, 140, I, I don't know where. Tom, I, I can't even, I um, can't even get, I can't even get anything, thoughts, hands, anything around those numbers. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And and this kid, you know, I know this kid pretty well. Um, he's a driven kid. Um, uh, so th- this is going to be copied. People are going to see this because it's better than hit wedges and six irons, right? So, uh this is going to be copied. So the, the RNA and the USGA needs to be out in front of this. So how do you do it? Do you roll the ball back, and what does that look like from a legal and a public relations standpoint? What does that look like today? I mean, Titleist says they won't stand for it. I had conversations at length with Wally Uline when I was in, and he was still running Titleist, and I think the world of the guy. Um, and helped us a lot in the anchoring thing. Um, he, he he stood up and supported the USGA a lot, and 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 also in connection with his son Peter, as he played on Walker Cup teams and elevated himself as U.S. Amateur champ. Uh, 
but Titleist I, in in the manufacturers will resist. Um, so where does that take it? Is, is the game um, withstand a dispute in an in an argument like that, or do we just go to bifurcation, which the USGA said they would never want to do? That was the lore. That was the charm of golf. That I was doing the same thing at my club that Jay Delsing was doing on the tour. Same club, same ball, same rules. So um, where does that go? Uh, you know, uh, they're in the middle of it. Um, I'm up in the cheap seats now and not uh, not with my sleeves rolled up and trying to uh, guide or, or impact that. But it's, it's really hard. Um, you know, one of the things, Jay, that strikes me, and I think you'll agree because, again, you're more technical than I, but – um, if we're going to have swing speeds and ball sp- spins at this rate, um, it, you know, how about let's have the shot that's not perfectly struck end up where it did when you and I were kids <laughs> or where you and I were playing. You know, uh, is going to swing at 150 miles an hour. Um, then if he's not hitting that thing right smack in the – sweet spot then that thing's got to go offline and it's got to be penalized Tom. there has to be wedges so easily from the trees right right so i you know is that an answer again i'm not advancing it as the as the be all end all but um this what dechambeau is doing is going to be copied i mean can you imagine that his what, what what did i heard the stat yesterday that um Comparing his data or stats versus Dustin Johnson's, which were, you know, arguably, you know, is there anybody more athletic than him? Anybody with, right. you know, greater swing speed and, and spin ratio? I mean, I, I mean, he's he's bounding by these guys. So this is going to be copied. So I don't know, the USGA and the RNA, they, they got their work cut out for them. All right, that's going to wrap up the Tom O'Toole Jr. interview and the back nine. Don't forget, the back nine is brought to you by... My friends at the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers. Extraordinary effort deserves recognition. The management team at Marcone would like to say thank you to our over 500 employees and their families. Your dedication and commitment to our success has been so steadfast that we are experiencing another incredible year. At a time when many businesses are struggling, your performance has exceeded expectations. Every idea shared and every opportunity seized by you has led us to new heights. So, thank you. Marcone is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America. I want to thank Southeast General Manager Terry Jones and Dan Marino with Miami-based Flamingo Appliance Services for ensuring great service for Whirlpool products throughout Southern Florida. Thank you, everyone. You've seen it and played it in bars over the past 30 years, and now you can bring Golden Tea to your home. Complete your basement or man cave with the popular arcade game, the ultimate virtual golfing experience. Over 80 courses, unique game modes, and you can even challenge a buddy in online tournaments. However you play, you will be the talk of your neighborhood. Visit home.goldentea.com to learn more. When things come out of left field, having a game plan makes all the difference. Luckily, Farmers Insurance has been helping people cover their bases for more than 90 years, and they can help you too. Talk to Farmers Agent Ed Fogelbach today to see if you have the coverage you want for whatever curveballs may come your way. Call 314-398-0101. That's 314-398-0101. 
at Vogelbach at 314-398-0101. We are farmers. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs if you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs. From top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at ProAmGolfUSA.com. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsey. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got John Purvis with me. Brad Barnes is here at the ESPN studio taking care of us, and we are headed to the Michelob Ultra 19th hole. Mm hmm. Had a couple of those in my life. I'm, well, not, I'm not mad about it either. What do you, what do you think about the. Uh... Mr. O'Toole yeah. uh, interview. What do you, what, so we, we can't talk about beer anymore. Not, we got to well, go right yet. back to that. Okay. Um, so I was impressed. First of all, Tom's got an incredible uh, resume, right? But I was impressed that he came out and took a stand like he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm glad he did. He should. Okay. Now, the USGA has had several bites at this cherry, you know, and they have just not done it. They, 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 the last thing they took on, John, was the anchoring with the putter. Okay. I'm not saying that's not important, but man alive, it just seems like this golf ball equipment uh, power. Uh, it's like fifth on the list. It's kind of, kind of like fifth on the list. Let's take that one on. And maybe they did it just to kind of test the waters, and it wasn't. That couldn't have been any fun. None of it's going to be fun. But I'll tell you, he was pretty dang adamant that uh, something better be done. I'm not sure how it can't. Now, here's the problem: we live in such a litigious society. They're, they're, you you know this world from hanging out all the years with me and stuff. Those manufacturers are going to go crazy if. The people that are supporting this game day in and day out around this country can't play the same stuff we do. Yeah, I think they, that's what's hard. I think that they need to uh, be able to play the same stuff. I think it's just kind of a, a tough situation. I think it's also tough to say, okay, we're going to stop the progress of any given thing because those same manufacturers want to sell you something new every year, every six months, if you're really a nut, some things like that. And uh, and it makes it tough. But I love, too, what he was saying. I think you were mentioning it. Bryson DeChambeau is awesome. He's a heck of a player. But give him a persimmon wood and the old uh, blot of ball. Get about 25-mile-an-hour winds out there and try to hit it 390 yards then. And he might, but uh, that uh, that error uh, range will go about 50 yards more one way or the other. 
Man, that's going to do it for another show. Um, I want to thank Bob and Kathy Donahue at Donahue Painting and Refinishing, 314-805-2132. Call those guys. Great people. They'll help you out with your house. Pearly, thanks. It was great, Jay. Enjoyed it Good again. Good show. Meet, thanks so much for taking care of us. And we will see you next week. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.